Girl, I must confess when I hold you in my heart, it makes me happy to be with you. Let me stop. Like I tell you, man, when I, when I start these podcasts, a melody pops in my head, and I, I just start humming it, almost like it, it walks me in. And um, and I'm just very curious if Goju Nation can even identify uh, the, the the songs that I am uh, bringing in. I'm not, not nobody's singer, but uh, that's just me just humming a tune that's in my head. Um, I wonder what the what the what the copyright timeline is when you have to pay. I think it's thirty. Is it a minute thirty before you have to uh? Before you have to start paying for it, that's what was happening to D Nice when he was doing a uh, club quarantine. He would, he would get cut off all the time. He get shut down all the time because he was playing songs longer than a certain time frame, and the labels were screaming and yelling at uh, IG. And they would shut him down. Um, but he's become such an entity now. They let him do what he wants to do now. He's 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 earned that right. He, you know, fighting through that that barrier. Hey, Goju Nation, Goju Nation, how are we? How are we? How are we? Uh Hope we are progressing well so far in this 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 current year and the things the seeds you have planted are starting to blossom and bloom and, and we're looking for prosperity. That's what we would like to see. We would like to see prosperity. Uh, you know when you get me here, you're gonna get something qualified, verified, and certified. And uh, we're gonna break into those things very shortly. And I'm just happy I have a position to kind of let you guys see things. Um, you're gonna listen to other podcasts. And other podcasts are going to tell you where this good restaurant is. This is an analogy, by the way, what good restaurant is, and, and what a good you know good place to go vacation is, and 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 what a great vehicle this is. I'm going to tell you how to uh, cook. I'm not going to tell you what restaurant to go to. I'm going to tell you how to cook. So what will happen is that you'll take this information, and you'll be able to literally leave this podcast, move forward, and implement it into your uh, day, well-being, habits, uh, cycles, whatever the case may be. Um, of course, there'll be some opinions there as well, too. And those opinions are based upon what I've discovered is qualified, verified, and certified. But I want you to learn how to cook. I don't want you, I don't want, I don't want the podcast to, to take your time from you without providing you something you can utilize. I think that's very important. Very, very important. And I have my opinions on podcasts and podcasting overall, but uh, I'm not in a position to speak about that today, but we will get to that. All right. Uh, here we go. Let's do, let's start with qualified. Let's start with qualified and and, and, and what that represents, right? The Q, the Q, the Q. Um, I want to talk about the evolution of, of cancel culture and how that has looked now because we're in a place and space where from a perception standpoint when it comes to uh celebrity issues or popular issues that it has a short cycle like it doesn't it used to things will permeate for a long amount of time but we're lucky if things permeate for three months now okay i mean things that are happening in the world like the war in ukraine that's something different that's 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 a, that's a that's historical uh information with what's happening there but let's just speak to it okay uh for those that are kind of unaware uh and just so you can have some uh, context cancel culture is a phenomenon uh when someone or something is publicly quote canceled or boycotted 
for some type of perceived wrong or offense to a person, a group, a situation, uh, common sense, <laughs> uh, whatever that may fall into. Um, but here's what's so so we've had things with like uh, an artist like uh, let's just say like R. Kelly. R. Kelly's probably been canceled by culture. Now, I mean, I say that is that you don't hear his songs on the radio anymore, um, and he's basically been shut out from uh, society because of what he has done. And that's another conversation for whoever wants to speak about it. But that's an example of cancel culture. Harvey Weinstein has been canceled by culture because of his transgressions of what he's done in his position of power. Um, so th those types of things. And if you don't, you know, Google, if you don't know who these people are, but it is what it is. But over the past couple of years, which has been very encouraging, and this is why I brought it up under qualified, is that the culture has subsided due to the rise of social media interaction uh, context. That means that everybody has a phone number, everybody has a cell phone, everybody has an email address. Now everybody has a social media uh, ingram. Okay, some type of presence in that sense, whether it's some, whether it's Facebook, IG, TikTok, Reddit, whatever the case be, they have, they, they are someplace on social media. So as the world cycles through social media, we are now able to see these things and not just take the view of what has happened, but be able to insert, discover, research, and make our own decisions. And the good news is that we are at our core decent and good people that want the best for ourselves and other peoples so within that when we see some bs within this cancel culture thing we'll sit back and say i hear you but i'm not really falling for that okay we'll, we'll let that we'll let we'll let that go um like i said you know online petitions twitter trends have replaced the need for long-term boycotts so it's and it makes it easier. So it's like it's like six of one, half dozen of another. It makes it easier to quote cancel culture. But additionally, it makes it easy to say this is some BS. And that goes to the other resources like the Reddits and the YouTubes and the TikToks that platforms that people share their opinions and engage with others. So let me walk you through that a little bit, uh, what I mean. And I'll use Will Smith as an example. Will Smith quote was canceled or about to be canceled post slapping Chris Rock at the Oscars. He did what kind of should be done. He, you know, he stayed away for a while. But then when he came back, he came back on his own platform. He did he did a YouTube video that basically explained to a certain extent what headspace he was in and how he felt remorseful for what he did and how he felt on the sword of society and said, you know, I am human. I am not perfect, but yet I am remorseful and I want to uh, take my penance, if you will. And fix what has happened. And what has turned into is that that has been received enough, enough, where career-wise, although he was fine anyway, I mean, didn't, doesn't need to work another day in his life. Uh, now that he's doing these new projects, you know, he's doing I Am Legend, the sequel with Michael B. Jordan. And, 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 and how about Michael B. Jordan not even playing into the cancel culture aspect with him being a top five actor in his lane and saying i'm attaching myself to will smith i'm not running from will smith i'm not running from him like other people have run from say kanye post kanye statements he ran towards will smith so let's do something together stay creative again fixes cancel culture because of his online presence other project he's doing is bad boys for which is yet to be titled with martin lawrence so how would these projects be, if, if the culture was canceled these projects would be green they wouldn't be greenlit so that explains to you again how 
time has shown that cancel culture has its place in space, but yet it doesn't sit there and have to uh, be fearful if you are in the crosshairs of what that situation may be. You kind of can come back from it if you deal with things the right way, which I think is just fantastic. It's just fantastic. Uh, what's also happened to diffuse cancel culture is uh, the rise of influential culture. Okay, it has made it more difficult for an individual to become canceled, or uh, as many supporters are more likely to forgive. We're a forgiving country. As I look at my notes here, we're a forgiving country. Uh, unless you do something heinous, like in R. Kelly, uh, and get proven guilty for such. Um, we're willing to say, man, that was just, that was then, this is now. Again, we have a short attention span. Uh, other things, you know, permeate the, the media cycle at certain times. So we, it's almost like we don't have the bandwidth to live here. We'll visit, but we're not going to live here and, uh, and, and and let this thing permeate in our brains and have space in our lives for, for such an amount of time. So uh, that is what I wanted you to kind of understand about cancel culture. Just just kind of, and, and, it, and it's not. It's not necessarily my opinion. It's just just observe, just observe. The next time that somebody does something beyond, you know, out of control and, and he's perceived cancer culture, just watch the clock. Watch the clock. Watch how long it takes for them to, you know, be back or be present and not be killed for walking the streets. Um, I got two things today under uh, qualitative. And bear with me because, you know, I make these left turns. Okay. But I'll kind of stay a little bit entertainment. But uh, Will Smith. Good to good 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 for you, bro. You basically had a uh, a uh, a temporary cold rather than terminal COVID, right? So that's that's how I end that part. Uh, next point: R and B music today. Oh, it is tough. It is tough to listen to. Um, it's not that the songs are bad. It's just more of a a block of qualitative uh, medium we're not getting right now. I'm not, I'm, this is not an age thing. This is just more of a, a time and place thing when things were happening. You know, in the 70s, and I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm not saying that this was just trying to say I'm old. I'm just saying it from, or being old, this is from the standpoint of what was. Okay? You know, in the 70s, you had like Shaka Khan, Patti LaBelle, Dionne Warwick, um, Stephanie Mills, uh, Cheryl Lynn. Uh, late seventies, early eighties. Um, you fill in the names here. They, they, they will all have out. Tina Marie, uh, ladies. Did you go into the eighties? Tina Marie, late eighties. Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Faith Evans, Mary J. Blige, um, and 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 the B level artists. As I move up to the nineties, would be like Deborah Cox. That's B level. My point being is that. There were so many qualitative artists that were making so many qualitative records because they're caring for the craft um, that today seems very few and far between. It's almost as if what, what I didn't like about, and I'm bouncing around decades, but you'll get my point if you stick with me. What I didn't like about uh, the 2000 to 2010 is that it, it became money focused as far as let's get the bag. Let's make how much money we can make. And because we are out there, that's enough. They didn't care to make the best project possible. They may say they have, but even if they did, even if they did, they'd make a song and say we got what we need. They wouldn't say let's make a project that has everything we all need so we can stand the test of time and pass and pass a, a, a cultural test. Um, but now, you know, 
we got SZA, okay, uh, we got Ari Lennox, uh, we have Lucky Day, uh, Chris Brown still is very much here, uh, you know, Bryson Tiller, uh, I forget, I'm forgetting the guy whose name is, who's in trouble, who shot Megan Thee Stallion, but he, you know, they're making their records as well, Drake, Drake has been a staple for the past 15 years plus, right, but, um, you know, we need, we need, we need R&B music to, to, take a place of caring I think and I think it's starting to happen because there's a few bright spots especially on the female side uh, if you've been listening to this podcast at all you know how I feel about Alex Isley uh, and then there's the India Sean there's a new artist by my, my this year's Alex Isley for me is all in uh, I hope I'm saying her name right and then uh, Jazzy just put a bracket out on Love Records decent job there Diddy good job there um, these artists are making some waves and providing some much-needed energy to the genre. Uh, all four of these artists are earning critical acclaim and developing a solid fan base. That's the part that's important, developing a solid fan base. Um, and they're passionate as you hear what they're doing. They're, you would you would see them doing records, records. You would see them making more uh, projects if they were not popular. They would just make music so they can make music. Um, Alice Isley, the daughter of Ernie Isley, is praised for her songwriting ability. Um, we got India Sean, who's collaborated with with Slack and Kay Tranada. Um, plus, she's work, they're working with D Mill, the writer. Very very strong in this world. Very strong in this world. Uh, Jazzy has been praised for her ability to mix elements of hip hop and soul into her music. And when I say hip hop, we're not talking about loops and samples. We're just talking about like that urban feel of hip hop within it okay and all in is she's relatively unknown but i want you to pay attention to her because she has about five she's done five eps each ep has i want to say five songs maybe six songs and she stops right there and they have a theme to each one of the eps so that's her lane uh thematic eps that stick to uh, a, a topic or an energy within a relationship and each one's gotten progressively 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 better uh her current ep that's out right now is a song called it is what it is uh, player ways strong, strong, very good. Uh, all in with nothing. She, she's probably being courted right now for a major label, a major distribution because she's independent right now, but very strong. Um, they're helping keep the spirit of R and B alive, so I have a little bit of hope. Um, I'm missing Coco Jones as well. Hillary Banks, she's got a good project out right now as well too. Um, so I'm hoping that this lane continues because the one thing that I do see, if you if you if you pay attention in the background, is that what Soul Sonic did, okay, for R and B is they brought back musicality uh, rather than just four bar synth nodes and loops that were spoken over by artists that are basically trying to rap as they are singing, which is what we've had for the past. You tell me how long. But um, uh, Soul Sonic brought back music and writing <clears throat> elements of production, arrangement. And when they won the Grammys, based upon that, that's when the industry started paying attention. At least the buildings have started paying attention. And I think the core artists that want to make real music, <clears throat> excuse me, they were justified. So let's see where R&B goes. It, it kind of goes in ebbs and flows. We get good periods. We get bad periods. Um. I'm not going to I'm going to hold them accountable. I'm not going to let them slide by just sneaking through records and thinking that it's not, you know, it's not a proper project. Um that's why I like Jazzy cuz Jazzy's project is very much now, 
Okay, it's now it's now in a sense of how long the songs are, uh, the shock value of the writing, um, but it's also very much musically inclined. It's not a four track song. The song is plural tracks. Okay, for those that know what I'm talking about, so there's something there as well. So there you go, Goju Nation. That's qualified. Cancel culture is starting to slow down, which is good for society. And R&B music is in a little bit of trouble, but working towards the crossroads. And the artists that I mentioned, forgot to mention Lucky Day as well, too. Um, there is some glimmer of hope, but I hope that glimmer of hope turns into a positivity so we can have a platform where we have plural artists that are just killing it. That's what I'm looking for. And we'll see what happens there. All right? The Q, the Q, the Q. And the V, and the V, and the V. So this is verified. Right? Let me pull my notes up here. <laughs> All right, this is what, for me, for me, for me, Goju Nation, right? This has significance I really want you to pay attention to because it, it helped. This, this is one of those things where if you pay attention to this and you move forward, your world will, inst I don't say instantaneously, but very shortly change. It will very shortly uh, develop. It very shortly will evolve. Because of keeping this in your frontal lobe of how you deal with things and deal with life. Uh, I've said this before, but I want to get into this. And I want to make sure that you clearly understand what's going on here. Okay, You have people in your life. You have family. You have coworkers. You have colleagues. You have people you do business with. And you use the word relationship with each one of these things. I just want you to clearly, clearly, clearly understand what a relationship is. Because if it isn't these two things, in short form, it's not a relationship. No matter how you spin it, it has to be resourceful and it has to be reciprocal. Okay? Let's talk about what a relationship is in, in, in some form of a definition. Then let's break down into each one of these things. Okay? Uh, the parties involved have a healthy relationship. A person has to take and give. Everyone in that relationship has to give something in order to make it work. Give, keyword, give. That could be anything from communication to understanding, trust, loyalty, financial support. Other things as well. And when all parties are mutually giving and taking these things, giving and taking, not one or the other, giving and taking, the relationship is successful and healthy. Okay. So that's resources and reciprocity when you say giving and taking. Okay, It could be neutral exchange, but you got to make sure you understand you're getting what you're getting within that. Okay, And you have to put out some level of effort. I'm going to give a definition that was supplied to me and I'm going to give a definition of myself. Okay, uh, You could take turns planning outings. Okay. Uh, you can take turns paying for food when you guys hang out in activities. That's neutral exchange. Uh, somewhat resources as well, too. And now for me, it could be relationships that you bring to the table to help people move forward and prosper. It could be you putting them on to, I just I just did this a uh, couple weeks ago. I know a couple people that needed some uh, accounting help, and I put them in contact with an accountant that's a tax specialist that will help them move forward and solve their situation. And then by the same token, those same people may uh, they may come by and help me because uh, you know, help me uh, do errands in my in my in my unit and take care of me there. So that's 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 how that kind of works there as well too. 
Um, it could be your friends going through a tough time and you being present for them. And then you having a transition in your life and they come and help you. So person could be going through personal stuff with their, with their partner and you're there for them to help them work through their emotions and their feelings. You could be moving and they come and help pack, okay, and, and, and bring the truck. I, I, look, Gojo Nation, I'm not telling you something you don't know, all right? I'm just putting it together in a way for you to embrace it and move forward with it. Because a lot of times we give people the benefit of the doubt or because they are going through things, or because they are being who they are, which is saying, oh, that's just how they are, without taking stock of how it may affect what you may need and want to do because they're in your presence. It could be something as simple. Let me give you the let me give you the adverse of what a relationship is not. You could be going to school to get your master's, and because you know that will benefit you immensely moving forward. And then you'll have friends that say, hey, man, you studying, man, again, again? Man, we don't hang out, man. Just come out with me for a little bit, man. Right? And, you, and you'll be like, nah, I really have to focus on this, man. Ah, you crazy, man. You're not, not you, I thought you thought we were people. So you ain't even trying to hang out with your friends no more? That person is taking from you to provide what they want, which is that companionship. Or they don't see themselves in their own subliminal eyes as being progressive enough to grow and evolve. So they almost want to keep you at their level of where they are and get in the way of your progression to move forward, which is just called selfishness. If they really were your friend, they would say, either I will call you later. They would say, you know, did you eat? Let me bring you something over, man, because you're banging on them books, man. You may need to feed yourself. Right? They may be your reminders because you have family and things to do. Bro, I know you studying. Okay, and, and please don't stop, but remember you gotta get up early in the morning. Or or, or remember you, you know your mom needs to take care of this. That's working with you, then working against you. And that's why I'm bringing this up because it's not really seen as such. And that's when progression stops and stagnation comes into play. Sometimes you look up and say, How did I get here? How'd I get here? Okay. I'm speaking from experience. I've given a lot of myself to a lot of people. And not that they are supposed to make sure I'm okay. That's my job. All right. But when you invest and stop your world from progressing to make sure others are moving forward, there is a reciprocity. That's part of the relationship equation that should be in place so that they are showing ambivalent respect for what you're pouring into them so they also pour into you that's a phrase i'm going to use that uh master killer gave me okay pour into people like they pour into you then you're okay and you'll know when it's really a relationship because the dynamic of how you and these people go about things won't seem as regimented as it is with other things so that'll come into play, all right? Um, I'm going off the grid here a little bit because it's something I speak to, I speak to from personal experience. And, I, and I've and i literally seen when you deal with relationships a certain way that they will deal with you a certain way. Now, it does not mean that when this happens that you cut the relationship off. That's not what I'm saying. If it's not reciprocal, if it's not resourceful, I'm not saying to cut the relationship off. What I'm saying is, is that meet them where they are, okay? You're going to love this one, Goji Nation. Watch this. Because... 
if you have a college education and you're speaking to a third grader, you cannot talk to the third grader about college. They have no breadth of understanding of what that represents. None. None. Okay? So you have to speak to them where they are. You speak about third grade things. You don't speak about college things. And when it gets to the sixth grade, you speak about sixth grade things. And you may mention a thing about college, but you don't have hard conversations. They can't relate to you on that level. You can't even speak to a high school student about college life because for those who have gone, the world changes immensely the second you work on a college campus of significance. So you meet them where they are. It doesn't mean you discount them. You just meet them where they are. If that means that you are brunch friends, then you are just brunch friends. You don't get into a business together. If it means that you are that you are, um, you are uh, workout partners, then you just work out with each other. That's it. Don't do anything else. Keep it there. Keep it at that level. Don't aspire for that person to be your CFO if you're a CEO. Just meet them where they are, but understand. Okay? Let's verify. If it's not reciprocal or resourceful, it is not a relationship. And that applies to Every aspect of what you're doing, your job, your spouse, your mechanic, <laughs> okay, your family members. That's the V and the V and the V and the V, <laughs> okay. I could have went into that one, man, but I really found out uh, what I wanted to deal with there on that one, okay. Uh, all right, certify, certify, certify. And this is another, again, my second left turn, all right. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. It's time for Goju Nation to understand what this is and what this represents and recognize how it's going to affect your lives. I'll give you a layman's version of what artificial intelligence is. If you've watched any of the Iron Man movies, it is Jarvis. Jarvis is AI. Okay? And let me give you a second graduation and I'm going to go into this a little bit. Right? The, diff the difference between AI and what we've been dealing with before is this. When you went to Google things, Google will say, here is where it is. If you go here, you will find where it is. And now you can go deep dive and dig and pull your intel from there. Okay. What AI does, AI says, what are you looking for and what do you want to do? I will bring it to you and show you how to do it. And in certain circumstances, create it for you if done effectively in the right way. Now, let me walk through like a you know classic definition of how you can proceed as if you're like in a meeting room. AI is the way it's going to change the way our lives are because AI technology is being used in a variety of industries is using to help in automation. Uh, is used to predict custom behavior, analyze analytically, like the word analytics, not just you looking at a spreadsheet, but analytically look at data in order to make better decisions in a much, much, much uh, faster time. Uh, AI will become more important as it evolves and becomes more user-friendly. Um, you'll be able to have things like you'll be, AI will be able to put your shopping list together based upon your behavior, reach out to the supermarket and order it for you and literally be able to tell you that it'll be at your house in 15 minutes only because it will understand within your household what you do and what you do not do. 
uh, from healthcare to finance to manufacturing, transportation, uh, efficiency is going to be improved. Uh, it's going to reduce costs, and it's also going to reduce customer satisfaction. You won't have an automated voice that's recorded with prompts. You'll actually have an interactive person that will deal with your issues. So help desks will improve across the country, to give you an example of what that mess, you know what, what that represents. Uh, it's going to reduce costs and cost jobs. But look, look, when Sears and, and, and those types of stores went away, Amazon appeared. Okay. Uh, when, when, uh, when, uh, COVID appeared, Uber appeared and Lyft appeared. So we abhor a, va you know, a, a transition abhors a vacuum. So we, it, other elements will evolve. Okay. Other jobs will evolve, <clears throat> but there will be some court positions that will no longer be there. Um, it's also being used in education, entertainment, security, uh, it's going to improve learning and teaching and providing personalized learning experiences. It's going to be able to secure information better and crystallize what needs to be dealt with in its core value more so than in being broad and, and having to be figured out. Um, it's going to create a more personalized experience because AI, like I said, is Jarvis. Think about what Jarvis was to Tony Stark, right? Jarvis became a person, okay, in theory that Tony Stark cared about because of how personalized the relationship became because of what the AI element of Jarvis was able to uh, uh, give us what we need, okay? Um, watch technology, man. I'm telling you right now, it's, I'm, I'm, as I six months from this podcast, you'll say, wow. Look! Look how this is! Uh, look how this is happening. Uh, I'm gonna give you an example creatively how this is happening. All right, um, AI can actually actually help you write songs. Okay, um, if Drake, if if Drake speaks to an AI engine, and the AI engine pulls all of Drake's material, like I said, it's the advance of Google. And then it analyzes the writing style, which is what it does. That's AI, artificial intelligence. It analyzes his writing style, his inflections, how he says and what he cites things. Drake can then literally talk to an AI engine and say, write me a song about the future of love. It will spit out a literal lyric sheet of, of a song. Of which Drake can then look at and edit and say, I'm going to change this, I'm going to change this, and I'm going to change this. But it basically takes 50 to 60% of his brain power off the table because AI has already put 85 to 90% of his brain power in its engine to allow it to spit out what he would say or do. And then he has the choice to either work with it, change it, adjust it, or say, I'm going to do something different. That's where AI is in one sentence, and I'm not exaggerating. That's exactly where this is. That's what I'm saying. That six months from now, you're going to say, holy, they're doing what? That's going to happen. Okay, you're going to be able to go to the doctor, and the doctor's going to basically put your stats in an AI engine, and if you break your arm along with a 3D printer, they're going to basically put a cast on your arm in less than 15 minutes of you walking to the doctor's office. That will fit perfectly. That will... Um, that will heal, help your healing process move faster, and also help the doctors have precise information about what's happening with you moving forward. It'll be no more of this, the doctor has to send your files to another doctor. 
it will be in a hub, okay, that will be triggered by your name, okay, and your date of birth, and like I said, that core information. Um, where, where the industry, I've said this before, when, when um, the internet came, the industry that instantaneously went away was encyclopedias because you no longer had to go to get the information. The information will be presented to you. Here's the industry is going to be hit just as hard moving forward. Marketing. Marketing. Because you will be able to create and speak to what you need to be done and it will be presented and prepared for you so you could just push it out to the environment. And AI could push it out as well. So, and, 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 and it will be able to pull from successful campaigns. Let me give you an example. You'll be able to tell AI, research the commercials for the last four Super Bowls and present me with a marketing plan with four different options of how to create a Super Bowl commercial for next year. What I just said, Sounds like a staff of four to five people if I was at a company. The AI engine will be able to do that for you without having to move. So you may not need those four people. You'll just be able to look things over and say, I need to adjust it and fix it and add my creativity to it. But you will not need a staff to do it for you. Be careful. It's coming. Be careful. It's coming. Be careful. It's coming. In the sea, in the sea, in the sea, in the sea, right? Uh, that's certified. No dancing. That is certified. That is certified. Goju Nation. What I like about these is that as I get into them, they start to become freely and feel comfortable and feel natural. So uh, I feel good about this, and I'm glad I was able to get this out to you guys today. QVC. Industry rule number 4080, Gotham Jungle on whatever platform you want to research, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, IG, Facebook, and more coming, more coming. Um, I thank you guys for your time. I thank you guys for taking the time. And um, we're going to get some more of these done. I, I repeat, I don't like to pop up. Unless I got some qualitative to give you. I keep speaking. I've been yelling since day one. Qualitative content. I'm not here to comment about what's already. Look, this podcast world is, is, is immensely populated. So if you want to come see me, I want you to be able to say, I, I listened to Instrument number 4080 and I learned something about AI today that I did not know. I listened to Instrument number 4080. I learned something about the current state of R&B that I did not know and some artists I never heard of before. I listened to issue number 4080 and I got a deeper dive into how I should be looking at the relationships that I'm dealing with on whatever level, personal or business. That's why I'm here. My name is Tally. This is issue number 4080. Thank you for your time. And remember, light and darkness cannot coexist at the same time. So if you're going to have to choose, choose to be the light. Talk to you soon. Take care.